Welcome to the Bulldogs Fan Podcast for another week. Welcome, Scott, and welcome to a world without sport. How are you dealing without sport? It's not well. I can tell you that much. It's not going well. <laughs> what are you about to? Well, apparently other people exist when there's no sport. So you actually get to know you know, your loved ones a little bit more, which is not great. You just reminded me of... You just reminded me of Kerry O'Keefe. You said on the on uh, Fox Fox League this week that he's just realised that his wife actually breathes. <laughs> Something like that. The laugh. Uh, yeah. But how's it has it actually been? Sorry. How have you actually been with no sport and no? Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Very difficult. Um, my wife had a birthday last Friday, so that took up some time. I've been rewatching the NRL nines. Uh, that's Building up some time. Um, and just the other night, I was lucky enough to be, well, we were invited onto the uh, Sports Best Friends Rugby League Social Club with Big T. So I went on there with him and had some fun. That was, that was a good way to kill some time. I'm yet to listen to that one. I'm looking forward to that one being released shortly, hopefully this week. Hopefully. Yeah, well, that one slipped out there. So. Anyone that's listening, uh, keep an eye out for Sports Best Friends Rugby League Social Club podcast. Um, going to be a Bulldogs-related episode being released shortly on that one um, with yours truly on it. So look out for that one. <laughs> well, Scotty, with no footy comes no footy to preview or review. Everyone is currently hurting without any footy, including the club itself. The club has stood down the coaching staff, including the head coach, Dean Pay. The players across the NRL are looking at a 75% pay cut across the course of the season. Everyone's struggling here. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they got the two more months of full pay, don't they? Before the cuts? Yeah, so I think they're going to get pay across the two months, but then the cuts come in, and I think over the course of the season, it'll be a 75% pay cut. I think that's where the figures come from. Although, breaking earlier, a couple of hours ago, I was reading that the NRL players are actually eligible for the government's um, JobKeeper entitlements as well. So that's uh, $750 per employee per week. So that could lend the NRL $10 million across all the clubs over the course of six months. That's interesting. I did not see that. That's actually quite funny, I guess, in a way. I did not see that actually coming. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a bit surprising. <laughs> I didn't know professional athletes would apply for that. Um, we did have some action over the weekend. It's not my thing, but Nick Meany and Jeremy Marshall King beat former Bulldog Corey Thompson and Michael Cheekham in Fortnite 3-0, whatever that means. But good to see the Bulldogs coming out on top there. I just asked Scott, why didn't they play each other in Rugby League Live 4? That would be more entertaining. Well, well, I originally saw this. I actually thought it was going to be Rugby League Live 4 in like 10-minute games or something. And then I read later in the week that it was Fortnite, so I was really disappointed because I'm not too sure what or who is a Fortnite or what the concept of the game is just yet. But it's always, I suppose it's always good for a win. And uh, I don't know. It would have been interesting to actually see, I suppose it would have been more interesting to see Jeremy Marshall King against Benji Marshall. But they could have organised that somewhere. <laughs> um, have you heard about the proposals for the season going forward? 
I heard there's a potential 20 weeks going forward or something, 20, and then uh, finals and possibly a three-game grand final series. Yeah, what do you think about that? Man, if that comes ahead, I'll take it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe I've won grand final, but if, if that's the way we're going to get some football being played, as much as what, if we can make up as much as we possibly can and losing the least amount, then yeah. And then the player suspension of money would probably shrink from like you said about seventy five percent. It could even won't might it might not even shrink that much. It might take a cut, but it might be a very small cut. So any football is good football. Good yeah, I just final. don't know about a free game grand final series though. I think um, rugby league's a bit, especially at NRL level, a bit too tough to be able to play free grand finals three weeks in a row. Well, I can. I'm happy to do it this year, not like not for future. But I'm also happy if it's ever going to work, is that wild card thing going to work? Yeah, that's an interesting the one. one. At the, uh... the reason I'm happy. Sorry. There you go. Well, the reason I'm happy with the wild card in this one is if they strip back the competition, right? Some teams might fall into the trap of, you know, stripping back the, I suppose, the, I don't know, I mean, it's very hard to tell who the easier teams are this year. Or teams expected to beat, but the Dragons look like a team already who the Titans are the two teams we're just using for the first two rounds look like they're in trouble early on. If Could you imagine if you were going through the year and they come back and they take up the Dragons or the Titans against you and they end up yeah. finishing last, second last? So if it's going to work and then you've they, but they didn't take away, I don't know, we'll just say Melbourne and um, I don't know, Manly or something or Roosters or someone who's been in the finals last few years, you feel a bit dudded a little bit. So if it's ever going to work, the magic, uh, sorry, the wild card into the finals, it's going to be this year. If they're going to strip back the competition a little bit. Yeah, it probably makes more sense if each club is only playing each other once. Uh, to have a, a little bit of a playoff there also gives you an extra week um, of footy on TV too. So I think it, it works in this situation. I don't think it will work in, a, in like a, if we get a full season away, though. Um, no, no, if it's ever going to work, it's this year. Alrighty, 20 scrap. rounds is the thing. Um, I think it's time for Old Doc. Well, I don't... I've picked someone. I've decided to go back. He was a 2004 Premiership winner for the Bulldogs. And I want to go back to players that I started with more recently than later. The players that, I don't know, were icon, but I think later down the track, I don't know if they've been forgotten about, or not forgotten, but as in they've missed, they've missed, um, I don't know if uh, there's been someone in the team that has got all the accolades, I guess, I suppose, who plays in a similar position. But I've gone yeah. back to the 2004 Premiership winner. He's represented New Zealand and Samoa in his wonderful rugby league career. Do you know who I'm going at the moment? Good idea. Rennie Matua, I'm guessing. Ooh. No, it's not actually Rennie. It was actually tossed up. It was funny that I was thinking Rennie, but I went with Matthew Utai. Ah, okay, yep. Because Rennie played for Australia. Yeah, he played for Samoa. But the reason I I want to highlight Matt Matt Utai was because I just remembered, it just all came back when I was just flicking over some of his stats. Um how destructive of a ball runner he was on the wing and how him and Hazem 
played at the same era, then Hazem went to continue on with the Bulldogs until retirement, and Matt Utah actually left the Bulldogs and went to the West Tigers. That um, I don't know. Hazem's been the you know he was the great goal kicker, great finisher. That I think Matt Utah's been slightly forgotten a little bit in that in that way. So I want to highlight Matt Utah, and I remember watching the 2004 season highlights the other night. I watched that to make cheer myself up that the NRL season's gone. I uh, watched him and I almost forgot how damn good he was in the highlights. Like almost every highlight and every and every game he played that year, he seemed to be in it at least once or twice a game. Even if it was a destructive ball run, uh, some good defence, or you know, just a great finisher. Yeah, he was he was a bit of a bulldozer, luggedy type of player. Um, and he's quick for his size. Yeah, man, we had some short wingers. <laughs> You know the first three things that pop to my head when I hear what you brought up about Utah just now? What's that? The first three things that popped into my head. It's a game where I think we were level or we might have been behind by a point. And Brent Shaw jumps into dummy half and Nasser's off to the right-hand side towards the post, screaming for the ball to get a field goal. And Shifty just takes a couple of steps out of dummy half, throws a flat ball to Utah who bulldozes himself over in the corner. Was that against Broncos? Hey? Was that against Broncos, by any chance? I can't remember, actually, who it was. I just remember vividly. I just remember... And Nasta screaming in the background, and Sherwin just going, nah, going for the win, pulling it off with Matt Utai. Um, The other two things is the the Matt Matt Utai Falcon (laughs) came straight to mind. And the... the, uh, Matt Utai knock on off a kickoff, which wasn't called, and then he picked the ball up and ran 50 minutes. <laughs> yes, and then the Bulldogs scored later that set. Yeah. I like to think of him. I think there's a few things that pop into mind about, like, I suppose, appearance. He always had really good hair for a player who was playing 80 minutes of football. He actually had he always light hair. hair in one of the games. And that was my next comment on his hair. That's why I brought up the hair. Was that the 2002 season, after the Bulldogs were stripped, I can't remember the team, but he ran out with blue and white hair. And that was his debut season with the Bulldogs. Yeah. That was his first season. He came out with blue and white hair, and I knew then that I was like, I love this guy. But also to highlight how actually good he was, was the fact that he played 21 games in 2002 for 13 tries. Yeah. He then played 27 games in 2003 for 21 tries. He played 19 games in 2004 for 16 tries. He had a bit of a few injury a few injuries but still scored 16 tries. Uh, in 2000 and sorry, in 2005 he got the six tries unfortunately. But even 2006, 16 games for seven tries. And in 2017, he played the four games for two tries. And uh, 2008, 12 games for six tries. So, yeah, and then unfortunately, 2009, Bryce Goodwin came to the club and then started taking over as winger. But that just shows how prolific of a try score he was. Well, that's 71 tries in 127 games of the club. That is yeah. a crazy number. He had a winning percentage of 61.42 at the club as well. And that was, yeah, that was my next thing. You've done your research as well quickly, I can see. I've just literally pulled up rugbyleagueproject.org. So uh, shout out to those guys. <laughs> just going through as you were reading through there. 
but yeah, um, it was definitely what a, a massive try. part of the early 2000s team. Yeah, what a try score he was. And another memory that sticks to when he, he tries celebrations, especially when he burrows himself over and how it's exciting. I just I think we need another Matthew Utah type of character on the team. I don't think he gets the accolades he deserves. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he unfortunately sometimes be forgotten about the 37th highest appearance player for us as well. Mm. And number nine on the all-time try scorers list. All-time try scorers list for the club. He's just behind Ben Barber. That's crazy. He, he needs to be more remembered. Unfortunately, he played in the wing for his whole career in the same team as Hasmore Mesri, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's, time, it's actually quite interesting <laughs> looking, at, looking at this list of top try scorers. Um, we'll go for the top 10, why not? Um, Hasmore Mesri, Terry Lamb, Josh Morris, Chris Anderson, Luke Padden. Then it equals six. It's Peter and Steve Mortimer. Ben Barber, eight. Matt Utai, nine. And at ten, in equal spot, it's Eddie Burns and Steve Gear. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think those ten players, eh? <laughs> mm. No, it's interesting when you look back. But I don't know, does anyone in today's team think that we'll maybe crack the ten? Oh, uh, that's cool. a bit of a hard question to answer straight off the spot, isn't it? Um, yeah, not stupid. Well, you lose... Um, Josh Morris is already third, so I think Brett Morris probably wasn't too far away. Just crazy uh, if Josh Morris stuck it out. Yeah. Um, just trying to think on the current team, who's got a lot of tries for, for the club. I think... Um, Maybe Remus Smith might be the closest. He would be a fair way away, I reckon. Yeah, he would be a fair way away. But he has, he's, he does all right when it comes to a try scoring. He's only very early on in his career as well. So a very tough question to ask. He's going to try yeah, to yeah. see the future <laughs> of the next six or seven years. Assuming we haven't player. got too much to talk about, what do you think of uh, the comments that Remus Smith should be playing, would be better used on the wing for the Bulldogs? I agree with that. You don't. I, think, I agree. I think he'd be a better winger. I just think, I don't know, he just, he seems that what I've seen, I know it's only been two games for the club and at centre. I know it's very harsh. But in those games, I didn't really notice much of him. Yeah. Um, when I noticed him in the trials, I found him and Lachlan Lewis was actually quite weak in defence next to each other. Um, I know, again, it's being a trial and it's trialling things, but I would find, I think he's more suited to the wing and I I can understand players like to play centre. It was my classic... I think I've got the same opinion when Justin and Neil said the same thing. When I I think sometimes you're just suited to a wing. Even though it's your favourite position, I think he's just suited to the wing. I think he's more destructive on the wing. Less touches, but I think he becomes more... Because he's got less touches, I think he becomes more valuable for every touch. Fair he's got the body size for a winger too, eh? I've I, I probably spoken about body size and wiggers these days over the last couple of well, however long we've been doing this for talking about those big outside backs so he's definitely he definitely have that type of body shape should be good for bringing the ball back uh, off kick returns that sort of thing but I also think too and when you look at our centre stock 
you you know Will Hopawati's safe on the side. Yeah. It's he's very safe. But you look at our reserve graders or some or players who can play centre, and I think you've got someone like Morgan Harper, who I think would make a, a complementary centre to someone like Remus Smith. I think he's more crafty. He's not the fastest guy, but I think he's very crafty and talented with his hands, short passing game. He's... Uh, he, could, he sees a short side and goes for it. He's, you know, not afraid to, to uh, you know, I suppose you know, you're the one-on-one strip a couple of years ago in the uh, grand final. Like, he's just got that, like, old, I suppose, like, head. He just sees something and goes for it, and he does it. And I think he complements Remus Smith. I think someone crafty next to someone who's explosive like Remus, I think would be better for the team. Then I look at someone, maybe potentially someone like a Christian Crichton playing in the centre position because of his height. He seems to be a little bit, uh, when he runs, I think, it, I don't know, it might suit him a little bit playing centre. And then I also think of Drake Avilio. So he's like those type of players. I think it actually suits the team having someone like those three in the centre position as well. Oh, he's Holland. Yeah, Kieran Holland. Yeah, you've got Kieran Holland as well. Um, again, someone who's an experienced centre. And you got, but I think those other players would probably be better fit for the team. If you think of the fit-wise for the team, I think he fits better on the wing as well. All right, that's all right. My opinion anything, on that. else, anything else to uh, add to this shortened podcast? I don't know. Do you reckon we'll get any football this year? Yeah, uh, I hope so. I really hope so. I fear that we won't, but um, everything coming out of so what I've been doing is I've been reading all the information coming out of the AFL as well and um, the rugby union too because they're all in contact at the highest levels of the government and what's going on, and they probably get information quicker than we do as far as your biosecurities and your pandemic experts and all that sort of thing. And they're all talking very uh, similar timelines. So they're talking uh, July sort of starts. Uh, kind of fills you with hope a little bit that they're all sort of heading towards the same direction because um, yeah. there is that national sports body that they're all um, a member of that talks to the government has a seat at the government. So um, so that kills me with a bit of hope. And, uh, yeah, hopefully by July we'll be able to get a uh, competition up and running again. We'll be able to have the full season to start then, apparently. So um, I think that's best-case scenario. Um, Worst-case scenario is obviously no football, and that would be, that would be devastating. But it, it does seem... Um, does seem good that the NRL is almost guaranteed the survival of all 16 clubs with uh, their outcomes this week. So that's that's positive news. That's good news. But I actually just want to, before we sign off, if you don't mind, if you have any idea for us for something that you want to hear about the Bulldogs or something like that, like we did in the off-season, if you want something to, you want to hear about, I would actually like to give it a challenge and give it a go. If we even did a bit of research, I don't know what you're thinking, Matthew, but I think it might be a bit of fun to try to keep this as regular as possible with good content whilst we're struggling about football. Yeah, so well, if there's anything that anyone wants to hear about, like we did positions last last year, uh, the yeah. top five positions in our opinion, was a suggestion by someone on Twitter saying that they want to hear our opinions on the top five players to ever play in certain positions, and we had a bit of fun and named a couple each week because you're on the show but if there's anything 
something like that, or I don't know. I mean, it's like, that one's been done. But if there's anything that anyone wants to hear, please suggest it. We'll, I love making the episodes, and I think sometimes it, it's a release for myself talking footy. That actually, reminded, that actually reminded me. I had a few ideas, actually, about the podcast going forward. And I think I'll keep most of them until we hit the stop recording button. But um, <laughs> one that uh, might work going forward, maybe not this week, but in a couple of weeks' time if the football is still not returned, what do you reckon of finding a Bulldogs-related classic match for us both to watch at some point during the week and then giving a rundown of that game? I'm all for it. Go through the history books, find a game that we can um, get our hands on of the actual footage and uh, sit down and rewatch it. Uh, I know last year, last year and the year before, I watched the 88 grand final, just stuff like that. Um, You'll be able to find enough classic matches throughout the years to um, maybe we can have a couple of watch parties. Anyone listening can watch along and uh, add a comment to that too. Maybe that could be one going forward. I love that. I'll do that on the weekend for sure. All right, guys. I think that's us done for this week. We don't know when we'll be back, unfortunately. But please head over to Sports Best Friends Rugby League Social Clubs. Make sure you head over to that. Uh, By the time this episode is released, hopefully that episode that we referred to earlier, it's all about the Bulldogs. So uh, go over and give Big T a listen. Give him a like. Show him some love as he showed up some love. Until next time, guys. Bye.